This is Chamber Voices, conversations with the people that drive local business. Presented by the Fort McMurray Chamber of Commerce. Well, hello there and welcome to Chamber Voices. My name is Stuart McIntosh, your host of this podcast, which focuses on Fort McMurray businesses, not just the businesses, to be clear. We're focusing on the people behind them. And boy, have we got some good people on the podcast today. We're talking about Melanie Ferrance. She is the owner of Chocolates and Candlelight, a business that has been a long-standing community member. Uh, you've likely been there if you've lived in our community and have ever had to find something very, very special for someone in your life. And that someone, by the way, could also include you. I mean, They've got chocolate in the name. But it has been quite a journey for Melanie, from her humble beginnings as a home-based business until today. We're really, really excited to be joined by her via Zoom, via this brand new method of communication that we all have to kind of get used to. Uh, Melanie, thank you for being on the podcast. Yeah, no, I I, uh, I think it's a really great way to, to do it. As we enter 2021, everyone's, well, two things. Everybody is tired of the way life's been for the last year. But I think there's a lot of optimism about where we're going. 2021 is going to be our year, Melanie. Certainly lots of changes. There's no doubt about that. Um, I think if you were a business owner through this, uh, you really had to dig deep into the creative zone of things and, and go two ways. Either you, A, decided that you were kind of done with things and yep. maybe you were looking to do something different or B you figured out a way that you could continue. So it seems like there's really sort of two avenues that have kind of existed through all this, but we, we definitely shifted to the, I don't think we're quite done with this and what, how are we going to do it? So lot, lots of learning for sure. But Without a doubt. Uh, I mean, nobody could know, at the start of this, you know, 12 months ago, when we were all preparing to wash our hands a little bit, and maybe we might have to stay home from work for three or four days while the government sorts everything out, nobody could have anticipated what we've been yeah. through. No, no, certainly not. And, you know, even the, at that point, it was, oh, maybe if we just do this for two weeks, that we'll just kind of be all over and done with. And even that was a uh, uh, sort of a scary thought. But, right. Yeah, obviously, a whole year later, we've We've really done things in a whole new way that, yeah, like you said, nobody would ever have guessed we we had to do it this way. But it, yeah, you know, when you look back, it, doing a little bit of reading about, you know, centuries old situations that are very, very similar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Before I before we go too far off track, because I know we could spend a huge <laughs> amount of time talking about COVID and the year we've just yeah. been through. but. I want to talk about yourself. I want to talk about your business. You know, the purpose of this podcast is to engage with chamber members and local business owners such as yourself. So from my perspective, Chocolates and Candlelight has been around as a business as long as my family has lived in Fort McMurray. And we've lived here for a few years. It's just been that uh, the go-to place to find a gift or find something for somebody that you really care about, you know, there's buying a gift from somebody at a big box store, maybe buying it online, but then there's the act of going to a business like yours and buying something very special, very personalized. I hope that we all realize how fortunate we are in this community to have a business like yours. Not, not to, um, not to gush too much, but it's such a great, it's such a great business and ubiquitous as mentioned here in Fort McMurray. So tell me about your humble beginnings. Tell me about 
uh, how chocolates and candlelight came to be? Well, it was kind of a, a forced scenario initially, to be honest. Really? I, I certainly had, <laughs> I had no, um, I had no thought in my mind at all that I was going to be uh, a home-based business at any point, And that's how it began. But I was a legal assistant uh, that needed to make a, a change in, in career choices. And so I chose to leave that. And at the same time, there was an interesting uh, availability for a home-based business that was going to be up for sale. And so I got to know the person a little bit. And just prior to that, I and a friend got together at Christmas time and made chocolates for fun okay. for, for Christmas gifts. And so uh, it was certainly something I'd never done before, just sort of one of those crafty things maybe we should try. So we did. And uh, it was quite enjoyable. And and then when I needed to kind of make a shift, I, I looked at this opportunity that was there for the home business and thought, hmm, uh, I think maybe that's something I'd like to do. I might give so, this a go. <laughs> So, yeah, so it, it kind of, when I say forced in one sense, it was like, okay, I'm not doing this anymore. So what else am I going to do? Mm-hmm. I certainly didn't have business experience at that point. I, I I was definitely intimidated, you know, because obviously you're making a commitment to dollars and, and uh, time and everything else. And it was also a business that had been in town for a number of years and had been run successfully. So intimidating that I had to continue that or improve it or, you know, sure. make it as good or better. So I started that way and uh, yeah, I, I started making chocolates from home. I, I was uh, a registered business with the municipality as followed everything that I needed to do and had uh, a separate kitchen, luckily in the home that I was in, mm-hmm. in my basement, cause it was a, um, um, an in-law suite. Sure. And so it had that and I had to have that in order to, uh, to prepare the chocolate and do everything I was doing. So uh, it worked out really well that way. And, and I did it like that for five or six years. Wow. Um, and then a, a friend of, of mine and I just kind of started throwing around a, a couple of crazy ideas. At that point is how we looked at it. We're like, huh, it'd be kind of cool to have a store, you know, you just like start, a real store. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, <laughs> like a retail store, not just something you do on the weekends. And, and we started talking about it in January and May we were, open and what year was that what year what year would have that would that have been that was 1999 what yeah yeah it seems like a century ago when i say it like that but (laughs) yeah i don't know why i just assumed that it would have been maybe 10 15 years but i mean nope you're a heritage business in our community melanie that's amazing (laughs) you know i when i talk about the length of time it really doesn't seem real like Mm -hmm. i you know Every, everybody you talk to that's been around for a little while has that comment, oh, time goes by so quickly, and, and it sure does, because I, uh, I certainly wouldn't have said that I was going to have a, a retail store, uh, you know, prior to that, and I no. certainly wouldn't have said that I would still be selling chocolate 25 years later, so. That is, so, that is amazing. I mean, <laughs> the thing is, to think about it now, in 1999, there was no Facebook. Social media wasn't a thing. I mean, now nope. I'll turn on, I'll, I'll log on to Facebook. And because we're talking about chocolate right now, my computer is picking up every word I'm saying. Uh-huh. So I'll get online when we're done talking and it's going to show me six or seven videos of people making chocolate at home. But I mean, yeah, that was guaranteed. that must not have been a very common thing in like, you know, the mid to late 90s. It was just sort of an inspiration 
and it was a leap that you took. That's to me, that's amazing. That that is the <laughs> entrepreneurial spirit, I would say. <laughs> yeah, action. I uh, like I said, I, it's funny because sometimes you re you don't realize you uh, kind of have these. Um, uh, I don't even know what to call it, tendencies or yeah. creative flows or whatever, whatever you want to say it, but it, it just seemed to work. And, and, you know, the more, the more I kind of got into it, the more I, I enjoyed it. It was very time consuming. And, and sure. so you really had to, you know, plan your time out and, and in order to make that work. But uh, yeah, so that's, that's where it began. And then I, you know, we ran the, the shop together for a few years. I ended up taking it over, um, kind of continuing with it on my own at one point and you know we we started out in river point shops ended up up in timberley where we've been located now for the last you know 14 15 years and and uh just i think you know i think about it a lot and like how come we're we're still here mm -hmm. um i mean certainly i had lots of support from my husband financially and so you know there were definitely years where had I been relying only on the business, it would have been very tough, right. uh, you know, to, to survive. But I, I did have some pretty healthy leeway that I, I could just kind of push through and, and make some changes and figure out how. And, you know, as a small business owner, sometimes that means you're not bringing a lot home. Um, you know, right. <laughs> you're, you're, you're putting everything back into the business in order to keep, keep it interesting for your customers. Because if you don't have stock, okay. and if that stock isn't turning over, they just don't bother coming back because it just gets boring. So you, you have to, that's the key. You have to keep it interesting and you have to keep trying to figure out what's needed. Yeah. So yeah, no Facebook back then for sure. It was all, we, we did everything in the good old format very today paper. <laughs> and that's how you advertised and you, you know, maybe you did some posters or you, uh, you know, word of mouth certainly has always been yeah. uh, by far, not, you know, number one, but nowadays, you rely heavily on social media and you have to get pretty savvy. It's that. a new kind of word of mouth, isn't it? Absolutely. Social media. It Absolutely. still is, but man, yeah. it, it matters so much more. And it's interesting you bring that up because that was sort of going to lead into my next question, which was that, okay, in 99, you sold chocolate that you made on your own in your home. Then you moved to your brick and mortar location and you've since expanded. But now if someone were to visit Chocolates and Candlelight located at 122 <laughs> Millennium Drive, Unit 4... <laughs> you'll know that there's a lot more to your business than just, you know, homemade chocolate. You've got a huge, diverse array of products that people can just walk in and get. And you've saved, I'll tell you this, Melanie, you have saved my bacon a couple of times <laughs> when I have, it has been the day of something and I've neglected to, uh, you know, whatever, pick up what I need. And then I'm like, yeah. oh no, I need to get a gift basket for this person. <laughs> and uh, I've gone to your store and I've been helped out immensely so when did that begin to happen? Was it around the time you moved up to Timberley? We we introduced the the idea of gift baskets actually fairly early into the whole retail part of things because you just like I said you, you're just always trying to read the needs of customers coming in and and uh, it just kind of started to happen and we we realized that you know if we combine these things that we already have going into a package and you know certainly gift baskets is not a new trend or no, anything no, no. it's something that has existed in many different ways but it it just worked so we did that early on and and kind of changed things a little bit as we went but we've and i've i've been given a little bit of grief over the years of well you know why don't you why don't you put that online and why don't you do it this way and and i always revert back to yes we we definitely have some things online and and that certainly has 
expanded over the course of the year for sure with COVID. But I always go back to the point of I'm totally old school when it comes to things like that. And I like to have a conversation. So if you're calling me from St. John's because your niece, sister, aunt, uncle, whoever it is, happens to be here in Fort McMurray, we want to know who that person is and we want to know what you're trying to accomplish because if it's a birthday or if it's, you know, a thinking of you or maybe someone's lost someone. Yeah. We want to know what that, what that is and what you're trying to accomplish so that we can offer the best suggestions. And, and so the course of our inventory is really expanded and changed too, because you're trying to figure out, okay, what themes <laughs> are there yep. and what am I going to need to fill those voids when I get to that point? So, so yeah, it's a lot of fun. We, we, it, and I think that's what's kept us going, to be really honest. I mean, when when you've got closures and you've got, you know, government saying you can't do this and you can't do it this way, how else are we going to do it? But to continue that and, and the connection has been super, super important for sure. So I'm really glad I've hung on to that. <laughs> of course. And the connection is, you know, indicative of the kind of business you're in. You are yeah. a, you're a service-based business. You're a customer facing business. Uh, and that's not to say that other retail uh, stores aren't that way, but I mean, your bread and butter is like you said, interacting with an individual, hearing them out, getting their story, yeah. and then designing a product for them, for that emotion Absolutely. that they're facing. Not to yeah, psychoanalyze kind of, or anything. <laughs> it's uh, kind of the go-to place in one sense. I, I, I sort of just keep saying, we're, I, get, I think, I guess, we're the feel good place because whether it's somebody just really needs to come in and, and uh, take five minutes from their day and forget about stuff or distract themselves or come in and treat themselves to something or they're trying to do that for somebody else. Uh, it seems like we've, we've been able to offer enough variety and enough new things along the way that people still keep coming back to us for that. So. Yeah. I've always said, you know, the joke has kind of been, I, you know, as long as people are interested in buying chocolate, I guess I'll keep selling it. So <laughs> I feel like that's not a market that's going away anytime soon. No, no. no. <laughs> This is Chamber Voices, conversations with the people that drive local business. Presented by the Fort McMurray Chamber of Commerce. Welcome back to the second half of our conversation with Melanie Ferentz, owner of Chocolates and Candlelight here on Chamber Voices, a podcast about people like Melanie, business owners in our community. Uh, by the way, if you are one of them, and if you're listening to this right now thinking, gee, I've got a story to tell, I can get on this podcast. Well, the truth is you can. To get more information about the Fort McMurray Chamber of Commerce, what we can offer you in membership, and of course, this podcast here, send me an email, communications at fortmcmurraychamber.ca. You can find Chocolates and Candlelight online, chocolatesandcandlelight.com. Her phone number is 780-743-3878. So Melanie, we've mentioned that your business, it started as a hobby, turned into a bit of a passion for you. Are you still making chocolate? Well, the the part about actually making the chocolate definitely did change. Yeah. Uh, I got to a point where I'm like, okay, either I'm going to continue to do that end of it, and, and it was fun and it was good, but it's super time consuming, sure. or what do I like more? So I figured out that 
there are some amazing companies across the country that do that part. And I would much rather be, you know, in front of the person having conversation mm -hmm. with them and selling them this amazing product. So um, I still enjoy making chocolate from time to time, but it's definitely become, you know, we're, we're the middle guy in the sense that we're going to be the, the one to, to sell it to you. And we're going to get these other guys to, to do that part of it. So um, what keeps me going for sure, because there definitely has been, you know, years in the, in the last couple of years, to be really honest, prior to COVID, we're like a number of other businesses, we really had to make some decisions as mm -hmm. to, are we going to keep rolling with this? And how long can we do that? Yeah. So um, having gotten through those couple of years like that, uh, and, and things have really turned around. And, and it's odd when you have to have something really catastrophic, whether it be the fire or, or a flood oh, or, yes. a, or a pandemic. Um, for our type of business, it, it directs the flow to us. And so that seems like that's that I mean, it's helped us immensely. We've had one of the best last quarter uh, was one of the best uh, parts of our year in a number of years, man. I got to so, be honest, Melanie, I am. You know how refreshing it is to hear a business owner say that? Yeah, it, it, it's good to share it because it it's kind of giving a little bit of hope, I think, to, to you know, to people to just try to keep pushing through and come up with some different ideas. Because I, I realized very quickly when you know, we had to be closed, but I was able, I was the type of business that I was able to continue to remain open. I was in the shop myself every yep. day for about two months. And I was there probably 10 to 12 hours a day because I was uh, tied to the social media pages, sure. certainly, and uh, was open for curbside pickup and delivery, like everybody else was doing at that point. Yes. We chose to, I suppose, but um, it was very tiring because you had to be available every second for questions for answers for you know photos for all of the things that people needed because they couldn't be in there physically to see so um having done that it made me very very aware of how important uh social media was and and you know even now i have people that walk into the store and later that day i'll have a post go out and then i'll get a message from them like what it was just there and i didn't <laughs> see that like where was that? So it's it really does open your eyes to how important that is. People need to see things. And even when you think they see them, they're not seeing them. So Yeah, man. I'm getting the vibe, Melanie, that you are just by nature an optimistic person. I think optimism is a pretty major trait any uh, entrepreneur these days needs to have. But I also am aware that this has been a year, we're coming out of a couple of quarters where I bet there's a ton of discouragement for local businesses, small business owners that have maybe begun operating, you know, two, three, four years ago, and they're still somewhat new, they're still just trying to make it happen. So with that in mind, what could you say as a word of encouragement or a piece of advice with all that experience and everything that you've brought your business through in the last two and a half decades to just re-energize a potential fledgling business that is struggling right now? Uh, definitely stay connected with other uh, business owners and, and don't be afraid to ask questions. My God, I, if I hadn't asked questions along the way, I don't know. Um, you need to definitely have a bit of a, a team in place too. I mean, you hear that sort yes, of comment a lot, but 
it, it really is important. And whether that is, you know, you get a hold of a really great accountant or bookkeeper to kind of help you through some of it, or you just, uh, like you say, talk to other business owners. I, I have to say the chamber over the last number of years has uh, had a lot of fresh faces involved. And I, I think it's one of the best resources in the community for sure. Uh, oh, now, more than, yeah, more than ever, but no, literally because, uh, you know, obviously fresh faces puts new perspective and, and looks at what the need is now, because obviously what's now is there's, there's new things that need to be, uh, you know, acknowledged versus what it was two years ago or five mm -hmm. or 20 years ago. So, Obviously, you got you can't be scared of change. Uh, that's a big one. <laughs> yes. If if you stay stagnant in what you were doing in 2015, um, you know you you really have to pay attention to what is needed in the community, and that's something we continually ask. You know our customers certainly, and whether we do that as they're coming in the door or we're sending, uh, you know, just a, a message out to them via social media because that's really the way to do it nowadays yes uh consistency you got you got to stay consistent on that and just stay in touch with them stay in touch ask questions uh don't be afraid to to throw it out there and don't be afraid to be a little bit vulnerable too to let people know that you're a person on the other side of the yeah. the name the business right because you're going through the stuff that they are too just different ways maybe but i am such a monster advocate for asking questions that's that's my mantra through life through yeah. my work you know it's always if i don't know something the first thing i do is look for a, a human being who knows more about that subject than me and just bother them until well maybe not until they tell me to stop but i get to that yeah. i'm sure i come close with a lot of people there's a lot of people <laughs> who probably they see my name show up on their phone display and they go oh no not him again <laughs> I, I would sooner have somebody ask the question than, than claim they know something uh -huh. and then you're doing you're backtracking to you know to fix something or I've always told my staff over the years that I'm like you know what I would sooner answer a million questions when you don't know something versus yep. me having to fix it later and fix the damage that may have occurred because of it because it doesn't matter if you yourself goes to you know a, a store to return something or you're trying to get an answer to something there is nothing worse than a political answer oh. <laughs> where you're not getting your answer. You're just getting 52 ways around it. And oh, it just drives a person crazy. So. You know, truthfully, it's a muscle. You have to, it's like anything else. You need to work out yeah. your ability to ask right. for help, to ask, to reach out, right? Yeah, you're right. It's definitely not, uh, in some cases, a natural thing to do no, for people. They thing. they need to practice it, and and it's it's a very good life skill to have to practice uh, that, and you, you just gain a lot more, uh, obviously, a lot more knowledge and a lot more, I think, respect too. Because if you're that person who's always trying to, you know, BS your way around things, you just kind of become the person that nobody really takes seriously. In oh, yes. Melanie Ference uh, operates Chocolates and Candlelight. She's done so in our community since 1999 and beyond. You can <laughs> find her business in uh, in Millennium Place, 122 Millennium Drive, Unit 4. Uh, how Do you remember when you joined the Fort McMurray Chamber of Commerce? Has it been a while? It has been a little bit, yeah. So I was involved with the Chamber a number of years ago because as a new business, you kind of just look for avenues and ways to be involved in the community um and so i i was a member for a few years <clears throat> sadly i didn't feel like i was getting a lot 
from it. And, sure. and so I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to leave that part for a little bit. But recently, and, and I, I believe it's been at least five years that uh, that I've been a member and, and as I said, just continue to be uh, grateful for all the work that everybody is doing there because I, I certainly encourage other businesses to take advantage of it. There's everything from, you know, discounts and whatnot to uh, just just the the sharing and this type of thing, you know, you, this is a fantastic idea that you came up with. So, you know, why wouldn't I want to be involved in that? And, I, and that's something I've tried to do in lots of different ways, whether it's, uh, you know, I'm going to give a shout out to Melanie Gallia because she's another amazing advocate for the community and she created a platform. So as a business owner, you really need to keep your eyes open, take advantage of things like this. I mean, the chamber's doing a lot of really great things. So like I said, why would I not want to try to be a part of it? Well, very grateful for that. And you know what? Action speaks louder than words. In the Fort McMurray Chamber of Commerce in the year 2021, we've got a lot of things that we want to get going. You know, this podcast is just one example. Um, but honestly, when we, hear, when we hear from business owners like yourself, Melanie, the, the good and the bad, it motivates yeah. us to improve. Speaking of the year in front of us, 2021, what does it look like for you and what do you think it's going to look like for your business? Well, it's put me in a, a really healthy uh, position to start the year off, which we're really grateful for. I mean, this past Christmas holiday season, more than I've ever heard in the whole course of, of running the store, mm -hmm. um, I had consistent people walking through the door, A, that have never been to the store before. And that happens all the time. It still floors me, but there's always people that have never been to the store. So lots and lots of new people, lots and lots of comments about local love. And that's how I, I sort of frame, refrain to it or, or phrase it rather. Um, because they made the effort. And I've always said, you know, all we ask as a, as a small local business is that you just make the effort to find what you're looking for right under your nose first. Yes. If you legit can't do that or we can't help you with it, fair enough. You go where you can get it. I get it. Um, but people took the time, they made the extra effort, they commented over and over, they were not going to travel outside the community to, uh, to do their bit, their shopping. Yep. Yep. So it's put us in a really good position to start. And that's given us the opportunity to get new things in the store to open up to new lines, new product lines that, you know, I've, I've kind of had in my wish book for a while. Um, and again, just reading the community, we've lost some businesses, unfortunately, uh, some others have had to restructure change to try to figure out how they were going to continue. So that's left some voids. So we always try to fill some of those voids. Maybe we can't fill a whole store with each of those specifics, but we can definitely dabble enough in each one of them to make people uh, have, you know, things to come and see. And, and if they're looking for something in a baby section or whatever it happens to be, uh, hopefully we've got something that'll work for them. And we're we're always encouraging people if they're looking for something, just ask. Yes. Because I have the ability always to potentially place an order and, and fill it for them. So it's something that we always try to do. And, and that's one of the differences between a big box store and a, and a small guy like us, where we have that ability to have the one-on-one -on -one conversation and you know you need a mirror that's 36 by 32, well, maybe I can find that for you. Exactly. So. That's the thing. I mean, if there's anything that I really wanted to emphasize when talking to you today, Melanie, it's, it's that. It's that you can't go to the city 
or place an order with a company that's three provinces away or in another country and expect to get, I mean, I'm not going to say that you get emotionally invested with every purchase everybody makes at your store, but there probably right. is a degree of investment in what that person's looking for that they are being fulfilled, you know? Definitely. Yeah. yeah. We, the, the main goal that I think I've always had for the shop has been to create an experience for the customer. So yeah. whether that's a situation of, Oh my God, I've looked everywhere and I can't find this. And you guys managed to get that for us. That's just so awesome. Every time I look at that, I'm going to think of you guys or, nice. um, you know, does it, whatever it happens to be, you're, you're searching and searching for a special gift for your anniversary. And, uh, so we talk about the likes and dislikes and, and come up with something cool. So, you know, it doesn't matter what we sell. Like I, I said, I could have the best chocolate from Paris, France in the store every day. And if we can't, highlight that and create the experience to sell it and, and get people in the door to take advantage of it, it's not going to matter. <laughs> so experience is the key for sure for us. That's really all it comes down to. If you want to have the kind of retail experience that Melanie Ferrans from Chocolates and Candlelight has been talking about during this episode of Chamber Voices, it's as simple as paying her a visit. She would love to connect with you. Her store once more is located at 122 Millennium Drive, unit number four. Chocolates and Candlelight is online at chocolatesandcandlelight.com, as well as on Facebook and Twitter. And so are we. You can visit our website at fortmcmurraychamber.ca. If you are a business, perhaps you're new to town, perhaps you've been here for a little while, and you are interested in chamber membership and to discover what that might do to help benefit you and our community, connect with us. My name is Stuart McIntosh. One more time, I would like to say thank you for joining us on this episode of Chamber Voices. Chamber Voices.